our season sponsor, First Federal Bank and Trust. See you Thursday on Grinnell Plaza at the Sheridan Farmers Market. And remember, please leave your pets at home. The Sports Stop's month-long 45th birthday party is going strong. That's right. We've had a great start. We are offering drawings up to $500 every week in July, plus an ever-changing blowout sale rack. Stop in daily for a chance to win great prizes, plus birthday treats and fun and games. Thank you, Sheridan, from the Sports Stop for 45 years serving this community in beautiful, historic downtown Sheridan. Opening a new business can be stressful. Cloud Peak Accounting will get you over the hurdles of establishing and launching your new business, like setting up your bookkeeping and payroll systems, registering with all government agencies, tax planning and compliance, and all the other details you haven't even thought of yet. Whether you've been in business for years or are contemplating the launch of a new business, contact Cloud Peak Accounting for a consultation. Visit cloudpeakcpa.com. As a business owner, you're always looking for ways to increase your market share. Do you have a marketing plan in place or want to revamp your current plan? Let us help. Hi, this is Bob Grammons, General Manager of Sheridan Media. What if I told you that you could market your business on nine different radio stations? Partner with our print publication, The Country Bounty, which is directly mailed to nearly 18,000 households in Sheridan and Johnson County. Or market your business worldwide through a variety of our digital products, as well as our websites, sharedamedia.com and sharedamwyoming.com. Let our creative and well-seasoned marketing professionals put together a well-thought-out and professional, comprehensive marketing plan to connect with your customers on multiple media platforms. No high pressure. Let's tell your story. Call Sheridan Media today. 672-7421 or email sales at sharedamedia.com and let us go to work for you. Moss Holders Design Center is here to help you create a space that you'll love. If you're relocating, remodeling, or just refreshing your home, Moss Holders' talented design team can help you through the process. With free in-home consultations, Moss Holders will be able to find the furniture and finishing touches that work best with your space, your lifestyle, and your budget. So if you want to change the look of just one room or furnish an entire home, Moss Holders designers can get it done. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by Elias and Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. With me this morning is the chief of the Sheridan Police Department, Travis Coltiska, and our own Sheridan Police Department Captain, Tom Ringley. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, morning, Floyd. Now, uh, how was your rodeo week? And I'll, I'll start kind of uh, before we get into how it was professionally. How was it personally? Did you guys have a good time? It was a great rodeo week. I think uh, just the atmosphere of everyone that was out there and enjoying the festivities, whether it was Starting at the boot kickoff all the way through the, the nighttime festivities, it was a, just a, seemed like a great atmosphere, and everybody had a very good attitude through the whole weekend. I, you know, personally, it was pretty, uh, pretty light for me. Um, it, was, it was fantastic. And saw you out there during parade day. Yeah, it was warm. <laughs> it was warm. Man, it was I hot I thought out I there. was going to melt. Um, and then got to, got to enjoy one performance of the, of the rodeo, which was fantastic. They always do a great job. So overall, it was a fantastic weekend. Captain? It was good. I actually worked Friday and Saturday nights. Um, just the, uh, Danny Keller and I helped fill in. We'd fill out a car and fumble our way through town and <laughs> dust off the skills. And by the time we go home, everything's kosher again. Um, no, it, 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 it's fun for us to, to, to get back to, out of the office for a little bit and do police work and help, help um, augment the staffing. But it was a real pleasure personally this year just to see how far the town's evolved. Um, Main Street was open, and all of the events were uh, staged really well and very professionally. You know, the big thing missing from this year was just seeing visibly intoxicated people walking up and down Main Street. And I, I don't mean people having a good time. I'm talking about people stumbling. And that yeah. that was not – there was zero presence this year. So that even personally, that was very gratifying to see that one of our goals um, – 
our long-term goals, which was to have a, a safer um, week um, come to fruition. So, and most all of that goes to the community. Um, everybody was just out doing the right thing, having a good time, and making sure that we were bored. You know, the, with with the progression of rank and duties, uh, y- you are in the office a lot more now than you used to be yes. back in the day. Do you? And and I'm sure. You, it's got to be like a breath of fresh air every now and then to be able to get back out there and do what you're so well known for being out there with the community policing. Well, uh, we're, you, we're authorized 31 officers. And so if there's someone hiding in an office that, that could, I mean, that's 20, that could, that be, could be detrimental. It's a, yeah. a, a 20 to 30% addition to an incident on the street. So it's, it's not a street dance. Chief Coltiscus puts on his uniform and goes out, out and about not, I'm, I'm kidding when I say that I've got to dust off the skills. Yeah, we're we're all proficient. We all maintain proficiency, but it, it is it is a nice break, um, and that's one of the, the things we stress to the public, especially with all the tragedies going on nationwide. It's like we're all responding. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and the reason is if we only have so many on, even the addition of one or two more um, officers, even if we just throwing on a we're not in uniform, but we're throwing on an exterior vest and getting our gear. I mean that's that's adding two to five. Um, yeah. I mean, that that's a big addition. But we, we all expect our – we put the pressure on ourselves to remain proficient um, at, at all of the basic uh, officer and investigatory um, skills. Which is absolutely fantastic, knowing that, you know, hey, even the captain's out there uh, yeah. wearing down the shoe leather a little bit. It is nice to get out of the AC, though. Yeah. <laughs> get out there and kind of yeah. see and, people. And, well, and, and the main thing is we as, as young as, – as new as most of our – staff is it's fun to get out and work with them and actually see them in a, a professional setting because in yeah in the in the squad room you know it's kind of a different story it's a lot more laid back um in how we you know there's the, the humor and everything and that that's where we go to decompress but it's good to see them with their game face on mm-hmm. um, and being the complete professionals that they are absolutely uh, i got a chance to speak with a couple officers while i was out there and uh absolutely professional but at the same time i mean they weren't so they weren't rigid no, you know not. they were out there having a good time you know, too we, we stress being approachable and but being very professional at the same time and you can't they can coexist too often um you know that too you know that too much of the rigidness like you talked about it can be misinterpreted um for the lack of approachability we we need to be mm-hmm. approachable but we need to, we need to be ready for anything that occurs even in in this small little town this great town that we have Tragedy can strike at any moment, and we need to be ready for that. And we stress that to our employees that you know, you can be approachable. You can uh, have people come up and talk to you. But when it's you know when it's time to turn that switch on, be ready to turn that switch on and be professional the whole time. So it's it's something we stress in the culture of our department from the top down. Absolutely, and and I will say, I, and I'm not blowing smoke here, but when I was speaking with them, uh, you know, like I said, very very talkative. They were able to. Uh, you know, tell me how they were doing and how they felt about parade. But at the same time, even though they'd meet your eyes, they were head on a swivel mm-hmm. the whole time. You know, they were constantly looking around. They were constantly looking over their shoulders. So the, it, the watch was always there. Now, <clears throat> uh, you, you talked a little bit about the downtown events. Uh, how do you feel that all of those went? Because this year... We kind of changed things up a little bit. The organizers decided not to have the big street dance, not to shut off Main Street. They, Everything was kind of spread around. They, they did, and I think what's happening is that the the, the week's evolving as um, the community, along with the community, is we want to become a, a family-friendly t- uh, destination place. Not only, uh, and it's not just for visitors. It's a place where we want our residents to be able to enjoy too, without yeah. seeing a bunch of nonsense. And and that's what happened. We had. I think two DUI. Well, I know we had the department had two DUIs for the whole weekend, and that's less than we get on a regular weekend. And I, uh, Highway Patrol had one more DUI. Um, MIPs were we had one incident where we uh, found six uh, minors at once, um, ha- ha- having a little get together, I think, and um, I think three public intoxications. So that, that numbers wise, it was basically a regular weekend for us. Yeah. And that's what, which is pretty amazing. Yes. Considering we had, um, extra patrol on as well. Um, you know, it, it was not uncommon in years past to be getting calls at seven or eight in the morning from our community members saying, 
there's somebody passed out in my rose bushes yeah. or yeah. passed out in my front yard that's asleep out here. Um, that didn't happen this year. Uh, again, there were a couple of people that overindulged, and, and but for the most part, I think it was very responsible behavior on, on the community's part. And again, that's all to them. And um, I, I heard comments from other people in the community that are like, you know, we, we didn't see the we didn't see that level of intoxication that we'd seen in years past because these events were more geared towards just come out and having an enjoyable, responsible time. Um, uh, you know, not to say anything negative about the the, the previous uh, events, but that was just kind of a an it's after a effect. Cha- yeah, it. and it's a change that you can look at by the numbers. A hundred percent. And I think those that you know, those that did attend that I talked to said they were fantastic events, and and that they were well run. Uh, people were just having a great time. They, again, I talked about that atmosphere and that attitude of the community, and it seemed like it was on a very high note and a very positive note. And I, I'll say that, you know, back in, in my day, uh, in my 20s, in my early 30s, if someone was out there uh, and it was just a big drunken debacle, well, I jumped into the big drunken debacle. And if it was, okay, you know, learn how to read the room. Uh, if it's a family gathering, everyone's just kind of having a drink here, drink there, but we're here mostly for like the family atmosphere and the kids, then that's the direction I went. And and I've noticed that about people. Uh, a lot of times, you know, if based on the room, it, that'll be the behavior. Uh, you know, it's like mob, mob mentality. A little bit. I mean, a it, little bit. Yeah. To the extreme, but. You know, people partake in what they feel is accepted and what they are witnessing around them. Exactly. And and we've just kind of changed the attitude of the YO, uh, which is absolutely amazing because I think that's going to bring in more people. It's definitely going to bring in more families. And 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 that's what we want. I mean, our our rite of passage for for new people, which unfortunately we can't do anymore, is um, checking all the porta johns at the end, pulling, making sure there's no one left in there. Yeah, um, which would almost guaranteed to happen. But now it's it's just more of a um, it's it's people are it appeared to me that people were going to see their friends and have have a drink while they're seeing their friends, Mm -hmm. have a drink while watching their band, not going down to drink and maybe. Maybe catching maybe, a band. Maybe running into some people or, or, or catching a band. So, you know, I can't stress how professional um, all of the events were, and we're extremely happy with it. And most of it with minimal input from us. Um, we Most of them, we just, um, just approved the event because they, they'd done so much work up front. So good job to everybody. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the organizers really figured something out this year, didn't they, and kind of changed the environment. Now, how many rides home were provided? Uh, I, I was pretty adamant about trying to get that information out for you guys because what a fantastic service yeah actually um we, we only gave about 50 and yeah, numbers were down like probably a third but take wow in, take, take into account that um we only had the two dui arrests with with extra patrol on which um would lead us to believe that people were making other plans to get home safely and, and, and we, still not drinking and driving. And yeah. we stress that so much is that plan early. How many times have we said it right here? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've said it, and I, we think that that was, we're hoping and th- and believe that that was a, definitely a factor in people's decision making this weekend. Is they were like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna find an alternative means to get home before I even head down there. The safe rides program, or not safe rides, excuse me, the free rides that we give will will continue. It's a great alternative for people that maybe didn't have an opportunity to pre-plan or have an, a, an alternate ride. But, again, about a third of the numbers and almost no DUIs, we, we have to believe, that, and with an extra presence of law enforcement, yeah. that combination, uh, we really believe that people were, were making good choices, and which is a testament to what we've we hoped would happen for a long, long time. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we're all just growing up. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't want to I don't want to hope too much. <laughs> right? But let's hope that the the yeah. trend continues. Yeah, absolutely. Now those folks who provide those rides. Is there anything that that we do for those people? Uh, I know they're volunteers. I don't know anything about them, but they're is there any paid. They are paid. Yeah, okay. So we we utilize part of our crime prevention budget to to pay them for their service. Um, so they're great people. They've done it many years in a row. Uh, I think every year we've done it. They've been so they've they've got it down pat. They're they're amazing individuals to be able to be willing to to load a few intoxicated people into a van and get them home. Uh, you got a pretty high tolerance. Level <laughs> you have got some patience. They're, they're amazing, and we really are glad that they are willing to to step up and do this for us every year, and we'll continue to ask them to do so. Um, 
Yeah, so they are paid, and, and but you know, I, my only ask is those that are utilizing the rides just be very nice and and yeah. and, and appreciative of of their of the time they put in. I'll bet there is not much those folks haven't seen. Probably huh? not. <laughs> but I can only imagine. I've had to uh, give a couple rides in the past to some uh, some of my own friends that have had a little bit too much, and I've had to ask for many rides in the past. Now, uh, let's touch on it one more time. How many arrests did the Sheridan Police Department make Thursday through Sunday morning, which I think is the entire span of what we define yeah. as the rodeo week? So this year there were 22 arrests that were made during that span. By comparison, in 2021, there were 48, and in 2019, because there was no 2020, there were 46, I believe. Yeah. Wow. So numbers were in half. Wow. On arrests. Good job, Sheridan. Uh, yeah, I, again, testament to the individuals that are out there, the, our community members. Um, and, again, it wasn't because of lack of, of extra people out there enforcing laws. It was it was just it, the whole atmosphere was at, at, at a, in a great place this year. And and you said that we increased staff. We had more, more officers out there. How many did we have come in? We had each night um, for Friday and Saturday, we had four officers from – the Gillette Police Department, two word. Um, can't say enough about them. Extremely professional and uh, very uh, switched on. And it's just nice for us to have. What it allows us to do is to have uh, two officer cars. Um, yep. So if we do, so if we make a traffic stop, it doesn't look like we're piling on with two cars there. We just have one. And also, it, it frees up the amount of officers that can um, self-initiate cases as well. And um, but did, did, did a great job, and we're very thankful to uh, the Gillette PD. In addition to that, uh, Wyoming Hub Patrol brought in extra resources. Extra troopers came from there. I think there were four or six. I can't remember that exact number. They were up here for some added presence. Uh, they were able to kind of, you know, the, our PD officers were in the downtown with the, paired up with the Gillette. That area where the patrol was able to work the ancillary and outskirts areas, you know, kind of a combined effort, as well as the Sheridan County Sheriff's Office put a couple extra uh, uh, deputies on staff up for the fairgrounds and the and the carnival area. So the partnership between the, the three primary agencies is, is paramount to a successful event. Like, and again, to, and actually four agencies, if you count Gillette, um, you know, thankfully we have these partnerships in place and they're willing to come assist us in one of the, the larger scale events that we that we police every year. Um, and it wouldn't go as well as it does without those partnerships that we have in place. And those partnerships that are so vital and we see working so well, those weren't always there in the past, were they? Shane? No, uh, no. There's been a, a big evolution in recent years, and, and a lot of that just comes down to open communication, uh, willingness to share resources, uh, the, the understanding that we're all in this job together and we're all protecting the same community that we live in. Yeah, uh, and just a, a, working for a different agency, but doesn't mean we don't have the same the same vested interest in the safety and, and what we can provide. Um, but yeah, I, I think our open the communication we have between the patrol and the sheriff's office, and the, and you know even the other the law enforcement, the game of fish and forest service and VA, right. we've well, all worked so hard to to. I, th- I think what's happened is o- over the years the the top level may have not communicated that communicated that well but as safe for us who came up with sheriff thompson yeah we all yeah together you all came up together so we've always had the communication but now we're we're able to make it mean something or apply it to a grander scale and yeah. and same with lieutenant jorgensen and 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 his uh his troopers um so at, at the line level i don't I, I don't want the public to think that they were ever in any danger oh no right right where the the pedal meets metal it was always there but now from a, a strategic uh, standpoint, the, the communication is stronger than it's ever. opened up because a lot come more. Up and developed as, as we've come up and developed. You guys have all been together, kind of going yeah. through. Yeah, we've known Sheriff Thompson for 20, 20 plus years, <clears throat> and then worked with him. He was my he was my FTO when I started. Oh wow, right? <laughs> yeah, you know it. And and I know, my example is not anywhere near uh, as important as yours. But I can remember when I first got in the military. First platoon and second platoon of the company that I belonged to were very competitive because we had build times for our bridges and we were always trying to outdo each other. And those of us, the privates and the specialists together, we were getting along behind the scenes. You know, we were hanging out together and doing that kind of stuff. So as we all progressed through the military, 
the closeness of those two platoons really came together. Mm-hmm. And I, it was night and day by the time that I got out and, and the time that I got in. First platoon did not compete with second platoon and vice versa. And I, 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 so I can, I can empathize or, or identify with you a little bit on that where, I mean, I can remember sitting with uh, Private Chu, who eventually became Staff Sergeant Chu, talking together about how dumb the competition was. You know, we're on the same side. And so it's absolutely fantastic to see it working as well as it is and, and to know that each law enforcement's got their area and you don't have to worry about that area. Uh, you know, if, if it gets out of town, well, I'm not worried about it. The sheriff's going to grab him, uh, you know. Yeah, it's about, it's about trust and, and everybody doing their – knowing that the other other entities are going to do what we're asked to do. Um, you know, that's that's what is key to is that trust, and there is that trust between – the you know, and the organizations again, like the captain said, there always has been um, to a degree. But I, again, it's communication that builds trust. More open communication builds more trust, and it's just a, kind of an evolving. It's like a snowball effect, and we're in a really good place with the, with what we do. You know, we just had the um, in the end of June had the debate at the college. That again, that was all three agencies working together to provide uh, security for that as well, working really well together. You know, it's 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 successful. You know, and into that competition thing. There's always going to be a little friendly competition. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. We're we're, we're, we're pretty much Type A that. personalities. <laughs> and we, you know, yeah. so that's yeah. We're always going to give each other a bad time about different things, and but in the end game, you know, you I could put three people from each agency together and say go do this, and they're going to go do it together, yep. and they're going to do everything they can to support each other. Uh, whether it's a super critical incident, whether it's you know just a, a PR event, whether it's community policing, it doesn't matter. We're all on the same page. And that's what's really important. Like being a family. You know, I can riff on my, my sibling. But, but nobody else can. But don't you yeah. dare riff on my sibling. <laughs> <laughs> Dependability means so much, being able to depend on each other. All right, I'm going to take a quick commercial break. When we return, we're going to continue with our Sheridan Police Department. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Financial money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., Member FINRA, SIPC. We need someone in Cheyenne who listens, someone with strong work ethic, and someone who will fight for small business. Hi, I'm Jared Geyer, and I own a small business right here in Sheridan, and I know what it means to work hard and earn an honest paycheck. Cyrus Weston will work hard to reduce the size of government and keep regulations off our backs. He knows how important small businesses are to this community and cares greatly about job growth. If you support small businesses like mine, you should support Cyrus Western. Paid for by friends of Cyrus Western. The Sheridan Farmer's Market is back for another great season on Grinnell Plaza with local produce, meat, eggs, coffee, baked goods, and outstanding locally handcrafted items. Every Thursday, 5 to 7 p.m., you can find the best our hardworking local producers have to offer. Special thanks to our season sponsor, First Federal Bank and Trust. See you Thursday on Grinnell Plaza at the Sheridan Farmer's Market. And remember, please leave your pets at home. Things are heating up and many of us taking to the road for vacation and road trips. Time to ask yourself if your car is summer road ready. High temperatures can weaken batteries and cause blowouts on damaged, worn tires. Midas to the rescue. You can get 100 back plus six months no interest on a set of four tires when you use the Midas credit card. You can also save on oil changes and batteries. Keeping you safe for summer driving. Stop in Midas Tire and Auto on East Brundage Lane in Sheridan. Remember when your dad used to yell through the bathroom door? Hey in there, did you fall in? Well, if you actually did fall in, then you might need the calming, health-giving effects you can only get from the health nut. Aisle after aisle of supplements, vitamins and minerals, an all-natural soup, salad, and smoothie bar... 
as well as a health food, grocery, and gift shop. So get good with the world. Be happy when you get healthy. And that starts at the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. If you want to know what's going on in Northeast Wyoming, you need Sheridan Media News. And Sheridan Media has the most news people of any radio station in the state. It's the most awarded news team in the state of Wyoming. In fact, Sheridan Media News won every large market news award from the Wyoming Association of Broadcasters. With Sheridan Media News, you can count on award-winning news. Sheridan Media. We do news. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting, and this morning, I am joined by the Chief of the Sheridan Police Department, Travis Coltiska, and the Sheridan Police Department Captain, Tom Ringley. Now, we've been discussing this past week's events, and it sounds like Sheridan was doing an amazing job out there. The numbers are halved in some instances uh, when it comes to certain arrests. But how does the Sheridan Police Department and our area law enforcement conclude such a busy event? Uh, Captain, how do you uh, learn from mistakes or maybe give someone a pat on the back at the end of the week? Well, the the last thing we do is um, for any critical incident or any large-scale incident is conduct an after-action review, which is simply um, we identify what we did. what we did well and what we need to improve on. Um, and we keep those notes and uh, apply them to future events. And um, AARs like this, so critical. Yeah. Uh, and, and we can be very critical of ourselves during these. We, we can. We, we, we don't allow people to point fingers, but we, we turn the uh, criticism inward to, um, uh, to figure out what we can do better. Um, I think one of the, the things we saw this year that, that we learned from is we were able to keep some of our people in reserves and, and off duty so we don't have people working six um, straight nights of 12-hour shifts. Wow, yeah. That's something – I'm sorry. That's something we bought from last year, previous years. Um, so Monday morning we had a fresh crew on um, that, 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 weren't, that hadn't been working all week. They weren't burnt they were, out. They were well-rested. Not only that, if, if we need – if we do have a crew – because things only – often happened uh, simultaneously if we did have a, an incident away from the incident or away from the street, um, Main Street, then we could call in fresh people to handle that as a completely separate incident. So Instead of someone who's been out there for seven and a half yeah. hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we, do, we keep the detectives in reserves and we kept the patrol team in reserves as well. So that that's the, probably the major lesson that mm-hmm. we've learned o- over the years. Um, this year, um, a lot of it's going to be what went well. And quite honestly, a lot of it was we didn't have to get that involved in the planning. Yeah. As, as I mentioned earlier, all the the the, the, the men, um, the the pony, uh, black tooth, uh, bison union, all had plans that we simply had to improve. We didn't have to offer any insight, which was pretty amazing. And and the rest of the the, the bars um, that were open did a great job as well. Yeah, uh, you didn't have to issue that many MIP. I mean, yeah. what you guys did have to do uh, was just kind of a group of yeah. probably young men, I'm assuming, just yeah. out trying to have their own little rodeo. So for, for us, it, the, the lessons we're learning now is in regards to resource management and, yeah. and, and keeping our people fresh and not abusing, for lack of a better term, running them ragged um, into the ground. Because we've both been there where we've worked back-to-back 12-hour nights downtown on foot and still have... Uh, three more 12-hour shifts to go. And, and paperwork on yeah. top of all of and that. And that, that, that's the other thing we learned is we've rotated people through um, foot patrols downtown um, and, and into their cars, which was easier to do this year um, w- w- without Main Street being blocked. Yeah. But there was no, there was no last-minute franticness, like, like the chief said, at 8 o'clock on Sunday morning where we just want to go home. <laughs> um, and we're not making mistakes on, on paperwork and reports and time cards and all and everything so it was um we're in the process of now we're kind of in the phase of applying what we've learned from years past yeah and and, and really seeing it work well well so much experience up at the leadership right yeah. now i mean you're just sitting here you know offline off air having conversations with you guys you've been the tired officers out there <laughs> you've been you yeah. you've been those people who you know worn out a shoe being out there for so long and then to just come back and have to do paperwork 
go home, maybe get a meal in, yep. take a nap, jump up and go do it again. Yeah. You know, your judgment starts to wear after a while. So it's great to know we've got some fresh officers sitting in the back waiting to go uh, and respond to this city's emergencies, really. I mean, which is essentially what it is. Now, there is one more subject. I'm running out of time with you guys. Uh, but the one thing that I do want to uh, go over really quick, private cameras. And, and and I'm sure a lot of people out there actually use these cameras for protection of their business, protection of property. Across the pond, there are over 6 million cameras in operation in the United Kingdom, more than any other nation on the planet. Does the Sheridan Police Department use private cameras? We have repeatedly on, on numerous occasions over the years. It's... um. When the availability, obviously, when there's one in the area, and and we've had individuals and citizens come to us and say, hey, I captured this on camera. Um, We had a DUI where a car was literally bounced off of about six other parked cars, and this individual had a dash cam in his personally owned vehicle. So not just a a stationary camera for security of the house, but a a dash cam in in his personally owned vehicle that he captured these horrific driving and, and many collisions and helped guide resources there. So it is is something that we do utilize. And, and well, I think what is a really great thing, Lieutenant Hill just um, is has put out information requesting individuals who would be willing to assist the police department with investigations to let us know if they have cameras and where we can, where they are located. So we can tap into that resource if th- for those that are, are willing to do so for us. So we can develop a either a map or some sort of a list of, of cameras that are in place that people have in the community if a, a, a crime or something occurs in that area that we could utilize surveillance footage on to help us solve that crime, help us apprehend any offenders, we know who to go to who may have that on camera. It's not a guarantee, but they may have it. Yeah, could have caught something. Could Absolutely. be that one vital piece. One little thing is usually what it takes, and whether it's a, a, just a color of a vehicle, or a just basic description of a vehicle. There's a lot of things. Surve- surveillance footage, uh, uh, the quality has come so far in recent years. Um, you look at even the quality of the, the small, even the minute ring doorbells. They're just very small, but they're great quality, and they capture a lot of stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's, we're excited about getting this thing rolling, um, and Lieutenant yeah. Hill coming up with this was a great and, thing. And we we get a media release out no later than next Tuesday um, for, for details how to sign up. We're not asking for login information. We're just asking right. for people voluntarily let us know what, what they can their cameras observe. Would you let us know if you've got one? Yeah. Um, so and where does it cover? Yeah. So we, we send it either uh, Friday or, or Monday. We'd send out a media release and also post some information on who to contact on our uh, Facebook page. Captain, as soon as you get that to me, I'll get it out. Uh, we'll get it up on the website and we'll try to get that information for you because this is vital. Like you said, we could solve so much off of just one little piece of information. Nothing is too small. If you feel that you can help out, this is this is being part of the community. As community-oriented policing is not the police being liked. It's the community and police working together to solve problems. Absolutely. So this is that, that at, at the core. Chief, Captain, thank you both so much for coming in, and thank you for all the services that you've provided us through uh, a fantastic yes. Wyo Rodeo weekend. Thanks, Thanks everyone. Thanks, yeah, thank you. All right. When we return, we're going to speak with the chief of the Buffalo Police Department. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share. At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities and, more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. What if you had more time to manage your business operations, sell your products, or take a vacation? What if you had someone to pay your bills, handle your payroll, or watch your bottom line? 
Let the accounting professionals at Harker Mullinger add free time to your schedule by providing a cost-effective bookkeeping service as well as adding useful management reports for your business. Call or visit Harker Mullinger at 1811 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. And remember... The initial consultation is always free. If we don't abide by the Constitution when it is politically inconvenient, then we will not have the Constitution as our shield when we need to defend our First Amendment rights and our Second Amendment rights. I'm voting for Liz Cheney because she believes in the Constitution, and this is what our country was built on. And we need somebody like Liz who will fight for democracy, fight for our Constitution. She's doing what's right. She's standing up for our constitutional rights. I really support and hope that you'll vote with me for Liz Cheney. I'm Liz Cheney, and I approve this message. Paid for by Liz Cheney for Wyoming. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. Paid for by friends of Mark Gordon. When it comes to protecting Wyoming's interests, Mark Gordon is all in. He knows we're battling Washington for control of our own state. The anti-energy crowd will shut our economy down if we let them. The open southern border threatens us with drugs and chaos. The feds even tried to take over our schools and dictate our medical choices. So, Mark Gordon leads the fight to protect our rights. And we expect no less. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at Elias and Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting, and joining me for the second part of our show this morning is the chief of the Buffalo Police Department, Sean Fassett. Good morning, chief. Good morning, Floyd. How are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. It's a beautiful day outside, not too hot just yet. And I just finished speaking with uh, Chief Koltiska and Captain Ringley about the increase in, in visitors and people during the Sheridan Y.O. Rodeo Week. My question for you is, do you see a lot uh, of folks coming to town over there in Buffalo? Do they do a little uh, shopping and visiting over there during Y.O. Rodeo Week? Absolutely. Town has been very, very busy. Traffic is, you know, in and off the mountain uh, coming into town. So, yeah, that week we definitely see an increase um, of visitors to town. And and Buffalo's gearing up for its own large annual event, Longmire Day. So this is going to be happening August 18th through the 21st. Now, the Longmire Foundation announced this year's event may be slightly scaled back from previous years, but uh, it's still going to offer many of the fun events and opportunities to meet some of these celebrities. Chief, do you call in extra hands from around the state for this celebration? So uh, for Longmire Days, actually, this is going to be my first time, you know, uh, working the Longmire Days. But my captain, uh, Nicholas, and and Sergeant Ferris, they have dealt with this for the last five or six years. So um, matter of fact, Sergeant Ferris I spoke with today, he's, he's coming to visit. We're going to go over the planning. Um, we have done this. But they've done a ph- phenomenal job in planning this over the, over the last several years that they have it pretty much lockdown we spoke with jennifer mccormick like like you said we have robert taylor and um, adam bartley coming into town um so they have a dance planned uh parade planned um and that's shortly after our own fair and rodeo which starts here august 6th uh with our parade on that saturday the 6th so these next couple of weeks will be fairly busy but um we have a pretty good relationship with the Johnson County Sheriff's Office. Uh, Sheriff Odenbaugh has been gracious and offered any assistance that I may need, um, along with Highway Patrol. Um, so right now we have it scheduled where we can handle it, kind of listening to the end of, the, of uh, Chief Kiltiska. Um, our goal is not to burn everybody out because we do have three or four weeks of coming up, and we don't need people working eight, 12-hour shifts. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of planning around that um, to keep everybody fresh, and we have done it long enough now that I believe that we'll be able to get it done with, with the resources that we have. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, now uh, what are the responsibilities, uh, and I know it varies from town to town, 
what are the responsibilities of the Buffalo Police Department during these uh, parades and things like that? Do you do you help set those up? Are you involved in the planning process? We are. Uh, we we try to be, you know, in tune with everything that's going on. Our our main function is obviously crowd control and traffic control. Um, as you know, Buffalo is a very small town and. Uh, so our, our biggest concern is making sure people are getting in and out of the event safely. Um, you know, there's some open container permits that are out. So we're just making sure that everybody is, you know, kind of behaving and, and staying where they need to be and just keeping everybody safe. Um, knock on wood, we've never really had any issues. Um, everybody that has come to town has, you know, come for the right reason. And like I said, we're, we're basically crowd control and a traffic control function at that point. Chief, looking back through the the history of these events, is are, are DUIs a significant problem that you have to deal with there, or or are the numbers trending to be a little lower? They're actually trending to be a little bit lower, Floyd. I took a look at that, and um, I, I honestly think people are just they're more responsible. They, you know, we see people doing the right thing, leaving their cars there, you know, getting rides home. Um, well, we preach that. I would rather see somebody make that right decision, walk mm-hmm. home, call somebody, get a ride. You know, our officers, especially on the midnight shift, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning, you see somebody walking down the street, they make contact. They're doing the right thing. They're not getting behind the wheel. They're not putting the community in danger. So we appreciate that greatly. And, you know, as we well know, the DUIs are, they can be deadly. So and when you have a crowd and you have a town full of folks out on foot, walking from store to store and uh, it, that's very important absolutely that place really gets bumping during these events uh downtown fills up really fast crazy woman square is uh you know it goes right along with its name it gets a little crazy out there yeah yeah but for the most part i think everybody that comes they're, they're coming for the right reason floyd it's, it's you know a lot of families and it's, it's really good to see uh, we actually have an event for the first time this year on the 30th of July. It's the uh, Crazy Day Street Dance there at uh, Crazy Woman Square, and that's from 5 p.m. to 11. So that'll be kicking off July the 30th. So you are going to have a street dance. Uh, what are some of the precautions you guys like to take for those? So what we'll do is we'll have some street closures, Floyd, just to make sure that everybody is safe that's walking up and down Main Street. Um, we'll have some extra patrols, and we'll have some folks out on foot. Um, just going through the crowds, and um, hopefully by then I'll be able to get out there. Um, I might be hobbling around after the surgery, but my plan is to be there and and to be visible so folks know that we are there, we're there to help, and we're there if they need us. You spoke uh, about a community policing that you would like to do, something that's really kind of popularized uh, through the nation over the past couple of years can you just uh, uh, tell folks uh, over there in Buffalo and some of our listeners, just uh, and I go over this with uh, Chief Koltiska quite frequently, this is a, a really cool way to police a community, and I think one that develops a lot of trust. What is What are, what are your thoughts surrounding it? I love it, Floyd. I, I think one example of that is just last month we had a string of break-ins into vehicles, uh, burglaries of vehicles, theft from vehicles, where we had... A lot of money was taken, jewelry, backpacks, but most importantly, Floyd, we had six handguns that were taken. Um, actually, someone in the community reached out to us and sent us a ring camera. You guys were talking about the ring cameras. And how important was that for this case, to break this case wide open? Once we posted that, that footage on our Facebook page, I can't tell you how many calls our dispatchers were inundated with, with information. Within four days, Floyd, we were able to recover five of the six handguns that were stolen. Unfortunately, only three of the five that we recovered were identified, but we still have two handguns in our possession that have not yet been identified that we know we're we're taking in a a burglary. And unfortunately, one handgun is still outstanding. Uh, Without that community's help, we identified the two suspects that were responsible. One was a juvenile. He was charged. The second was an adult who has an active warrant that we're pursuing right now. So Without the community's help, without them looking through their, their ring cameras and calling us and saying, hey, I think it might be this person, or hey, we saw this person walking down the street, it makes our job so much easier. Uh, that is a tough case to, to solve. In the middle of the night, somebody that's masked, 
breaking the cars, without that ring camera footage, our, our job would have been much tougher. So without the community policing and us working in unison with the community, uh, makes our community safer. Definitely. Yeah. And I love the fact that they trust us and they want to call us and it, it's a breath, uh, breath of fresh air for sure. And, 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 in in uh, uh, coming up through the ranks, you policed in some some heavily metropolitan areas, uh, and and so the attitudes of individuals. And I I'm, I'm not trying to get into a competition here, rural versus urban, but uh, it, would you say that the the idea of of community policing taking off in smaller communities, uh, we're kind of hoping that that drifts over to those larger metropolitan areas where that trust is regained. Absolutely. You know, I would hope that that would be, you know, um, policing in those metropolitan areas. You know, we had the same kind of crimes, just like we had with the the vehicle break-ins and the stolen car that we had come from Sheridan. Um, You know, we had ranchers on four-wheelers driving around helping the police. And I would love to see that kind of move into some of the bigger cities. And the officers want it, Floyd. You know, there was nothing better than when I was sitting in a 7-Eleven in uniform and there might be a gentleman that I, I have arrested 10 times came up to me and said, Hey, you know, officer said, I got some information for you. It's only because, you know, I treated that individual the same way every single time. It didn't matter. Um, so I would love to see the community come back because ultimately that's, what's going to make the difference. We can't do it on our own. Uh, the community can't do it on their own. Um, so yeah, to see, and I love it. The fact that, you know, folks here driving down the road and I almost have to keep my hand up on the steering wheel so I can wave to everybody. Right. Yeah, uh, it's great. Huh? A little different for me. And so I love it. I love going to work. I love driving to work. I love the small town. I know everybody's cars. They wave. I wave. I stop. I talk. And I think that's great. And there needs to be more of that everywhere in this country. Absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly with you on that one. And and I know I know it's difficult to talk about ongoing investigations. Uh, yeah. You have you have made one arrest in these burglaries, but the, how many vehicles have been broken into over the course of, uh, of of this spree? I guess we could call it. Sure, we had ten that we identified, Floyd. I'm sure there's going to be some more out there. Um, you know, just talking about you know metropolitan and and you know this this small town. This, there is one, uh, you know, something in every one of these. They did it in the big cities. They don't bust out windows. They look for crimes of opportunity, meaning they're pulling door handles. Mm-hmm. These doors are left unlocked. He's left in the cars. If your laptop is sitting on in, in the open, uh, it doesn't matter whether it's small town or big city. Criminals don't want to get caught. They don't want to be seen. All they're doing is walking down the street, and they're pulling door handles. Um, one thing that I would like to put out there is just, you know, folks, you have to lock your doors. You have to secure your vehicles. You have to secure your firearms um, because that's all that this was, was a crime of opportunity. He knew exactly, you know, what they were doing and how easy it was going to be. Um, so with that being said, you know, we need to lock our doors, unfortunately. Love it that we're small town and we're Buffalo, but, you know, it, it, with the interstates that run through and with a lot of folks coming in from out of town, I just – you know, that's something that we have to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I live in Buffalo, and it's great to be able to look at a relative and say, you know, I live in a town where I don't have to lock my door. But sometimes we, we've got to take that, and we've got to do that, uh, secure our stuff. Because you're right, you know, we never know who's coming into town. Uh, and, right. and that being said, it's not always someone from out of town either. So no. it, it's just wiser. You know, let's just uh, let's start locking the doors. Uh, Now, as far as we know, there have been no like property uh, house wise or business wise burglaries uh, based on this. Correct. Yes. Okay. These were strictly vehicles with this with this uh, string of thefts that we had. And and unfortunately, they both were from Buffalo. They were not from out of town. So. Yeah, yeah, see, there you go. And now, uh, so folks over there in Buffalo, uh, here in Sheridan, uh, it's just wiser, you know, hit that button on the key fob, or if you've got to, like I do, because my fob's dead, lock the door. Uh, You know, again, it's one of those situations where we're all kind of coming up together, and we just need to make sure that everything's secure, especially if you have a weapon in the car, uh, which I would think... 
that was concerning, um, you know, but again, to, I have to give a shout out to, to our folks at, at the PD. I mean, almost everybody in the PD was involved in one way or another, whether it was a follow-up interview, whether it was going to talk to a parent or getting a video or not, we, you know, we canvassed the neighborhood just to make sure Floyd, that there wasn't victims that were unsure that, you know, these weapons were taken or cars were broken into because not everybody has Facebook. Uh, not everybody pays attention to that. So they might not even look. Uh, one of the guns that were taken, the gentleman's like, I, if I did not see the post, I probably wouldn't have realized that, that gun was taken because it just sits in this work truck along with the keys. Uh, one of the trucks and one of the vehicles that was broken into was parked two doors down from a marked uh, patrol car. So wow. obviously that that's, that's what you're saying. Yeah, the guns. But to, to recover five out of the six is huge. They worked extremely hard. A lot of really good police work. And hopefully we'll have this second suspect in custody soon. Chief, I want to thank you for calling in this morning. Uh, it's a pleasure speaking with you, sir, and I look forward to talking with you more. Thank you, Floyd. I appreciate your time, and you have a great day. You as well. All right, folks, you've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share it. At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., Member FINRA, SIPC. Hi, my name is Howie Fitzpatrick, and I'm supporting Brandon Masters for Sheridan County Sheriff. As a retired Sheridan police officer, I've had the good fortune to work with Brandon and to get to know him as a person. I've seen the way he interacts with the public, and he treats people with respect and dignity. Brandon is a family man who serves his home community and his country as well. He has the qualities I believe are perfect for your next Sheridan County Sheriff. Brandon is an experienced law enforcement officer and uses a common sense approach to problem solving. I hope you'll join me on August 16th and vote for Brandon Masters for Sheriff of Sheridan County. Paid for by Brandon Masters for Sheriff. The election boundaries have been redrawn to comply with 2022 legislation, and these changes may have affected your voting precinct, polling place, House and Senate districts, or school district. If you received a blue card in the mail, please check it for changes that have affected you. If you have moved or have questions, don't wait until the August 16th primary election to ask. Call the Sheridan County Election Office today at 674-2515. That's 674-2515. Or email elections at sheridancountywy.gov. Mossholders Design Center is here to help you create a space that you'll love. If you're relocating, remodeling, or just refreshing your home, Mossholders Talented Design Team can help you through the process. With free in-home consultations, Mossholders will be able to find the furniture and finishing touches that work best with your space, your lifestyle, and your budget. So if you want to change the look of just one room or furnish an entire home, Mossholders Designers can get it done. Mossholders, furniture is our passion. I'm here with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda. Tommy, hi. Today I wanted to talk about Sheridan Honda's pickup and delivery service. Okay, tell me more. We all have a lot going on this summer, and bringing your vehicle in for service isn't always at the top of the priority list. So to make it easier for you, we will pick up your vehicle, service it, wash it, and drop it back off for you. Wow, that's great. Convenience. Absolutely. We also have a trailer for your power sports that need service, and we'll even wash those as well. Wow. Schedule your service today at SheridanHonda.com. Now's the time to start those projects you've been dreaming about. Excavation, landscaping, or home improvement. Wagner Ranch Services has the materials. Wagner Ranch Services carries many types of gravel, scoria, topsoil, and landscaping products. Check out Wagner's landscaping display where you can view a variety of landscaping materials that can be picked up from the yard or delivered. Wagner Ranch Services, 13 Industrial Lane, 307-752-2787. Open Monday through Friday from 7 to 5. KROE, Sheridan, broadcasting from the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio. KROE, Sheridan.